3: What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Recall Report. Listen, we're going to talk about Stephon Diggs, but I promise you, it ain't going to be long. We're just going to nip it in the bud quick and in a hurry. But listen, we got more things to talk about. The Steelers game is still on my mind and things beyond. Join me. It's the Buffalo Fanatics, the Recall Report. See you in just a second. ladies and gentlemen thank you guys for tuning in this is the rico report this is the buffalo fanatics what's going on folks listen uh i'm gonna nip this right in the butt right right away right away and quick and in, in a hurry all right listen i know this whole hoopla with stephen a smith dropping this whole bomb if you will on this uh this whole Stefan diggs case and and here's the deal here are my thoughts on this on this thing man i'm, I'm just I, i'm over it oh my god i'm so over it and i'm sure everyone is over this stuff but it's out there. So it is content creators' jobs to talk about it. If some want to talk about it, some don't want to talk about it, hey, it's their prerogative. But it's out there. So we got to talk about it, right? And there's obviously, there's a reason it came up. And it was, in, in I guess, in just of the AFC East and how tough the AFC East is going to be and how the pressure may not be on the Bills as much and it's on the Jets and this, that, and so on and so forth. And the Jets are this and that. And it and it came out that Stephen A was like, and on top of that, you know what I'm saying? He don't even Stefan don't even want to be there. And he wants out and he this and he that. And you know what I mean? And people lost their minds and so on and so forth. And uh, I put a tweet out there and I was like, hold on, so like, if we really, if we really think about it, right? Because you got to think about it, you can't just like dismiss something because those things, the things that we dismiss are the things that pop right back up later on, and you're like, Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, that's starting to piece together, okay, that's starting to make sense. So here I go in my bag. <laughs> you know what I mean. Sometimes I get I get too far in my thoughts. Sometimes, and I'm like, hold on. If there was any truth to this whole Stephen A. Smith thing, and and uh, he's not happy in Buffalo, and this, that, and the third. Not that he said he wanted out. He just said he wasn't happy, or some mess like that, right? So then I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, hold on a second. Let's just say somebody did want out, and it and it. Ha- if you have to, and you have to find a way out without saying you want out. You got to do all these other things to make it work, right? And this is me going way too deep in it. I went into the rabbit hole. I don't give a damn. I went into the rabbit hole and he, here I am in this rabbit hole. And I'm like, hold on a second. So if I want out of a situation without me blatantly saying I want out, I'm going to try to do everything I can to, to, you know what I mean, navigate myself out of a situation. So here I go in my rabbit hole. I'm like, wait a minute. He's been really propping up Gabe Davis since last year, give or take about how great Gabe Davis is and Gabe Davis is receiver one and he's propping Gabe Davis up. And I'm like, hold on. So maybe it's like prop him up. So when y'all got to make a decision on me next off season. And if the rumblings get too loud and depending on how the season plays out, it'd be an easy, i be like, you know what? We're going to move on from, this is too toxic. And he out, he goes. Now, do I want that to happen? Heck no. I want things to be great. I want things to be good. I want us to get the dub. I want us to get the Super Bowl. But this is where my mind went, right? Anyway, long story short, is there any truth to what Stephen A. Smith said? I'm sure there is. Somewhere along the lines, I'm sure there is. And the worst part is Stephen A. Smith even went and doubled down. <laughs> my man doubled down and was like, fam, if you think I'm lying, I'm not. Check this out. There's another, there's another clip that he came in and doubled down. Check this out.
1: I said what I said. Stephon Diggs, respectfully, I would just ask you to go check with your peeps, bro. Like I said, you'll never find out from me who told me. But you probably have a good idea who did. There's a couple of them, bro. They're
3: pretty damn close to you. It's a deal? People talk, man. You're in the barbershop. Something slips out. There was conversation. And you know what I'm saying? And then things get out there. Maybe he's been, and maybe this was months ago. And as Stephen A decided to just let this out, in my opinion, in, when it's all said and done, you know, it's a moot point, man. He's on this team, whether he likes it or not. He's contractually going to be on this team. The dead cap to move on from him is not happening. Like the bills would be silly to try to move, move on from him. It's just, it just, it's just, I just don't see it happening. But it is worthy enough to talk about it because it may not be an issue now. And here's my main point in all of this. It may not be an issue now. It probably could end up being a bigger issue in the next offseason. Because here is where you got to make a decision on Gabe, Gabriel Davis. Is Gabriel Davis going to return? Is he going to want to return? And if he does return, how much is he going to covet? How much is he going to want? Okay, that's that's situation number one. Situation number two if the season doesn't go as we needed to, you know what I mean? Like, like last year, we didn't end out where we wanted to. He already went on this whole offseason talking about how he's, he wasn't happy about how the season ended. None of us were. But I think he held on to it a little longer. And it and it kind of made headlines all offseason. You guys saw it. And you guys were both wondering, like, yo, what's what the heck is going on with Diggs? What's, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Where there's smoke, there's fire. You guys know that. So... I say this to button it all up by saying this. Next offseason, Brandon Bean is going to have a challenge on his hands. He's going to have a challenge on his hands because if the season pans out and we win the Super Bowl, all is good in the hood. If we don't do well and there's struggles between Allen and Diggs, the rumblings will honestly get louder and louder and louder. And then you're in a predicament. You gotta, you'll gotta. you potentially have an unhappy receiver. You'll have a receiver you're supposed to sign, or maybe not. And all of a sudden, you're left with Khalil Shakir, Justin Shorter, and a bevy of maybe potential rookies and free agents on the squad, and obviously Kincaid. It becomes messy, but this is the business, this is the thing about this, right? So all in all, right now, all is good in the hood. Through and through, he's a Bills through and through. He not he he nipped it in the butt and says, Yo, all this is cat man, don't even believe what Stephen A. Smith is saying. Cool. But next offseason, this is where it's gonna be challenging. Although he's contractually supposed to be here and he will be here as a GM and as a as a head football team, as a coach for the head for the for the for the, for the football team, you got to look at the team in general. Does he become an issue later on? I highly doubt he will. I think he'll be a professional. I think he'll just do what he's supposed to do with this team. But one never knows. I mean, I remember the time where Jim Kelly was supposed to come to the Bills, and he wanted nothing to do with the Bills. Want nothing to do with the Bills, right? Until they said, You gotta, you gotta bring your butt over here. And he and he played it off like, Yeah, yeah, Buffalo's great, Buffalo's awesome. And he was like, No, I don't want, I don't want to go here, but you you got drafted by them. And over time, he ended up loving the place, and obviously he's made this place his home, right? So, at the end of the day, winning cures all. Winning cures all, and I'm gonna tell you this: Week one is huge. Week one is massive, and not because we're we're playing, you know, what I mean the Jets, but my goodness, if we, if you want to be able to win that divisional game, and it's a big one, everybody's gonna be watching. And furthermore, if things chemistry wise don't work out and it's not the way it is and you got stefan diggs with two receptions for 14 yards i you best believe bro this this thing is gonna get nasty so i hope they clean things up chemistry wise i hope they clean things up on the football field because we saw what was was going on with the first team against the steelers let's put it all to bed let's put all to bed let's get back on track and let's go but is there any truth to what Stephen A. Smith is saying and all that stuff, I'm sure there is. Somebody told him something or two people, he says two people, very close to Stephon Diggs. Maybe it's the brother for crying out loud. Maybe the brother said, yo, man, he don't want to be there. He don't want to be there. Maybe he was talking shit. I have no idea. Nonetheless, it's out there. Nonetheless, it's out there. And for those that are, Stephen is a hack, and he, man, he's been doing, put some respect on the brother's name, man. He's been doing it too damn long for y'all to be talking all that ish, boy. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, I'm off that. Uh, I felt that I just needed to get that off my chest a little bit and uh, and get in there. I know a lot of you are, are sick of it, sick of this chatter, but it's out there, and we got to talk about it. And uh, my man, Jeff King, never minces his words. I didn't even pre-read what he wrote, so I'm just going to read it a right? He goes, Jeff, Jeff King, what's up, Jeff? Jeff goes this, I'm sick of this shit. Here's the whole thing. Stefan has now become a problem child. This is the second team because of familiar issues. If he wants to go, then go. Can't be held hostage by anyone, and you know what? Jeff is kind of pretty much saying what I'm saying, but that's going to be next offseason, depending how this season goes. You saw how it reacted with the way we lost to the Bengals and the way the whole season went down, and he was unhappy, and he went on radio row and started just you know, mean chopping it up with everybody and letting and candidly speaking, you saw it. So we, if we have another one like this. It's only going to get louder. And it's, and he's only going, it's, it's, there's only so much someone that is usually wears their emotions on their sleeve will, will, will hold back. And let me, let me, let me just be clear. And the reason all this came out was because of his unhappiness with how things ended. He still felt some type of way. And he felt like, man, we need to address this. And then you saw what happened this offseason. So at the end of the day, we got business to handle. We have business to handle, and the only way we handle business is by winning. Winning is the only way. And if you get these dubs, ain't nobody going to be talking about anything else after that. You got to win. You got to win. And Coach McDermott has got his, his, his plate is full. He's, he's head coach of the team and also has taken the duties of the defensive coordinator. You got, a, you got a lot of responsibility on your plate, my guy. So we'll see how this plays out. Shout out to my man, Joseph Riley. What's up, Joe? Joe says, yo, I, had a, I have a bad feeling we will end the season in the same fashion. I really don't... I Listen, we got to let this play out, man. We got to let this play out. We got to let this play out. All this stuff that usually happens during offseason sometimes is just offseason stuff. Once the season starts... You hope that it doesn't trickle into what goes on. So is Diggs going anywhere? Not anytime soon, not at least for the next two years for sure. For the next two years, he's locked in. We, the Bills, have a potential out in 2025. In 2025, that is when Brandon Bean has the ability to say, you know what, we're going to cut our ties. There's a big dead cap, though. I think it's like something like 20 mil. I don't know if you wanna if you wanna burn money that way. Unless things happen. But that's two years down the line. I'm this year. I'm 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 invested in the right now. But I'm gonna keep it a buck with y'all, man. I'm, I'm gonna be real. I don't like a lot of this chatter that's going on. I don't like a lot of chatter that's going on. And that's why it's important when you are in Buffalo, especially Buffalo, you gotta win. You gotta win. You can have a losing team and you're comfortable with it if you're in Florida. Like if you if you were a part of the Jacksonville Jaguars a few years ago when they weren't competitive, at least you had the sunny weather and you were in Florida, it's all good. You're you're on a losing team, my money, tax-free state, all that good stuff. But when you're in Buffalo, a small state, you know, say a small city, small market team, and on top of that. You know, what I'm saying you don't, you don't get what you, you're not, you're not where you're supposed to be. The rumblings become louder. It's, it's the facts, man. It's just, it's just what it is, man. It's just what it is, man. It's just, it's just that's the way the cookie crumbles, unfortunately. So, how do we solve this? Win, win games, win games. What's up, Matt? Matt comes in and says, "Yo, Diggs isn't going anywhere. I'm waiting to see how much more aggressive our defense is. Hopefully, and corners don't play in Australia <laughs> every down. <laughs> I like that. I really do like that. Um, salute to uh, John, John Q, John K. Excuse me. He says, Dave, he played for Donald Trump's New Jersey Generals team. After I don't, oh, you talking about uh, <laughs> you're talking about Jim Kelly? I got you. I got you. Um, all right. So Stefan Diggs. Moving on from Stephon Diggs. Love the dude. That's my guy. I love everything about Stephon Diggs. Uh, the guy's, he's, he's in it to win it, but he needs everybody with him. And I think that's the message that he was trying to send all offseason. I'm in it to win it, man, but I need everybody on board with me. Like, let's get to it. I remember it vividly, man. When DeMar Hamlin went down, Stephon Diggs was the one galvanizing, galvanizing everybody to, like, let's get ready to play. Let's go. Like, he was locked in and trying to play. Meanwhile, a lot of things were happening. And I guess adrenaline was like, hey, let's go. Like, injuries happen, let's go, let's get going. Meanwhile, like, man's is down. And it took a minute for everybody to say, whoa, let's just cancel it. And then, you know, so everything subsided. By then, everybody everybody calmed down and started to realize, okay, this is way more serious. But I remember he was locked in, let's go. He was catching footballs and getting ready to get back on field. Diggs is that dude. So I hope everybody is matching his energy come this season, come week one against the freaking Jets. I'm telling that right now. You know what I mean? So uh, that being said, let's move on to to the next topic because I'm off of that. Love Stephen A. Smith. That's my guy and all that stuff. Has he been wrong in the past? Absolutely. Has he nailed a lot of things? Absolutely. Is there any truth to what he said? I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. And I'll tell you this right now, too. Athletes lie. (laughs) You know what I mean? Athletes lie. They lie all the time. What do you want Stefan Diggs to say? I'm not happy. He's right. Nah, he's going to say, I'm good. I'm straight. Moot point. it's, it's, it's You're never going to get the truth out of that. You know what I'm saying? So that's it. Let's move on to the next one because I'm done with that. I just want to just address it and be done. And uh, let's move on to the next ones. Are we still, are we over the Steelers game? Are we over it? Because I have a clip that I want to play for you guys. It's about three minutes long. And I hope I can kind of capture what i want to show y'all in this clip and uh and i and it, it bothered me because i was wondering what the hell happened and it was when the pittsburgh steelers went up 14 nothing with a strike to pat freermuth kenny pickett hit him down the line on a rope bop touchdown 14 nothing i was like man that's that stuff happened way too quick that de- that developed way too quickly and smoothly for the Pittsburgh Steelers. How in the heck did that happen? And I'm and I'm looking at the culprits and the culprit looked like it was either Matt Milano or it was Dotson. So who was in the wrong? And I'm looking at this game all over again and I'm like Matt Milano like the whole the whole squad did not play well. Milano included. He wasn't great in that game. And we that's all Pro Milano. So him playing not great it, it's like it stands out because you're that dude on the squad, right? And I'm like, golly, what what happened? So check this out and take a look at it and let me know what your thoughts are. It's about three minutes long. I'll try to fast forward if I can, but it's entertaining the whole way through. So let me know what your thoughts are on this and if you felt the same way when you watched this play and you're like, what the hell? Because I had my questions.
2: Heart can be as big as this play. And he's got a lot of people to get the football through. This touchdown pass is past the Pat Fryer news the other day caught my attention because the creativity but also some of the nuance that Kenny Pickett's working with right now and the skill level of his people around him so we're gonna start this in a three by one set one two three up top receiver down at the bottom and the back is offset to Kenny Pickett's right that's very traditional now when I'm a quarterback and I get to line of scrimmage and I see that I press down here press up here and press there I'm thinking okay three by one set I think that I've got single high-safety man-to-man coverage, but there's two things, RC, that stand out for me as a quarterback that kind of give me a little bit of tell. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And
1: what the problem is this, though, what they're trying to do is play basically what's a match zone. So by playing a match zone, you want to have like bodies on top of the bodies offensively and try
2: to get Kenny Pickett to think that you're going to be in a man, drop it to a zone, get him to throw the ball into coverage. And so when you say think you're in a man, I see the safety high down at the line of scrimmage. They're saying, okay, maybe they're going to play man coverage. Two things that stand out to me as a quarterback. If you're in man coverage, how come no one's matched over the tight end? Yep. And then if you're man coverage, which would be single high safety, how come that safety is so far outside of that hash? Now what they do is They're going to take the back and flush him. It went from three by one to four by one. All right, so
1: watch this movement, right? So in this movement, if this safety's going to play middle of the field, he's going to start to move right now. But he doesn't have to get all the way here. Why? Up top, number one is George Pickens. We want to lean toward him and have the guy on the bottom locked
2: up, especially Tredavious White on Deontay Johnson. Exactly. And so the motion goes, and what's going to happen is Micah Hyde, who is down at the line of scrimmage, now goes back. Now, if I'm Kenny Pickett, I want to take advantage of my tight end Pat Friermuth going down the middle of the field. But I know that that safety's gonna widen just a little bit because who's number one receiver? George Pickens. But here's
1: what we're doing if we're the Buffalo Bills. We're gonna drop it to what's a quarter, quarter, half. We're gonna have a half safety on the bottom. With Micah and up top, we're going to push the outside corner to a quarter, and we're going to slide out this way. What happens is this is going to leave Milano, the middle backer, to run the middle
2: seam with Friar Moose. And I love this, what Kenny Pickett does. When Kenny Pickett catches this football, he's actually going to stare at that safety and pivot his shoulders and his head to to straighten him up to try to open up that middle of the field just a little bit. Pay attention to Kenny Pickett right here. As he does that, he's closed right there. And now this is my favorite part of the play. Right when Pat Frymuth gets back past that tight end, where are his eyes? peeking right back. Now, the Pickett. thing I want here, I want Milano to make this ball get some air underneath
1: it. So if Kenny Pickett throws it over his head, then the easy play for me to make is to get from this spot to here to make a point, to make a, a hit right here when the ball gets there. But he's not able to
2: do that because of the placement of the throw by Kenny Pickett. Tight end peeking back. Kenny Pickett already letting the football out of his hands. Now, we talked about that placement, RC. I love the fact that he pins it right on his back shoulder. The, tight, the, the helmet of the linebacker where always taught his quarterbacks, if I see your helmet, throw it right at it, tight end adjust. Well, listen, we heard Mina Kimes talk about it
1: earlier in the earlier in the show that Kenny Pickett needs to get better throwing in between the numbers. We've seen him move up in the pocket and make throws. We've watched him hit George Pickett as well. He's showing us that
3: he is a complete quarterback. It's not just about the fake slide or the small hands anymore. So if you saw what I saw, and I, and I, I apologize. I wanted to play that whole just so you guys saw, but Everything was is, was lined up the way it is. And I'm looking at my I'm looking at okay. So Micah Hyde's on the bottom. You know what I'm saying? He he's kind of showing that he's on the line just in case his run. And then you know, bail and get back into your quarters, right? Get back into your zone. So I'm looking at both linebackers in the same area. And I was like, okay, you got and you got Milano Milano's in chase mode. So you're in zone. You're when you're in zone, you be it becomes a kind of a man-to-man if you think about it, right? So when you see that man come in your zone. That is your guy. So you got Dotson was like in no man's land. He was just where, what was your responsibility? I'm still lost on that. And then Poyer never really came in and supported enough. And I am like, that whole sequence, that play just was just threw me off. But Dotson threw me off the most. And I'm just trying to understand, because I'm like, I don't want to throw shade on Dotson. Because I'm like, was it him? Or was just a bad play by Milano, bad just bad adjustment, bad timing, just everything, and a very good ball by Pickett. Pickett just threw, that was just a nasty ball. He threw a nice ball, but golly, that bugged me because you got two guys essentially in the same zone, in the same area, and you allow this to happen. And then once that happened, guess what? We didn't see Dotson again. We saw A.J. Klein come in. So somebody got chewed out, and obviously it was Dotson because Dotson, if you look at it, he just looked lost. He's, he, he he's there's no one in front of him so if you got no one in front of you who are you covering if i'm coach i'm chewing his ass out what are you doing what are you looking for are you lost like come on my guy i'm looking at this and and i don't want to throw shade on these players because listen their families watch them you know i'm saying they got they got they got moms they got dads like i ain't gonna try i'm not trying to trash you because that's your livelihood but like i'm watching this and i'm like this is come on fam like you're not you're covering nothing so get get deep if there's nothing in front of you, you know the quarterback's not going to dump it down. Dump it to who? Get deep. You sitting here in no man's land, fam. Golly, that that just irritated me. It irritated me, and then it just threw me off the whole game. You know what I'm saying? And and that's just that's just you talking about the defense. I didn't even get into the offense. And by the way, shout out to the shout out to uh, the chat right now. I see you guys bumping. Shout out to my man Joe Miller's in the building. What's up, Joe? What's up, Brian Bowers? I see you, bro. Joseph Riley's in the building. I see everybody's in the building right now. So check this out, folks. I'm I'm am i I'm just I'm perturbed, man, because this is supposed to be a better coach team. This is supposed to be a team that is disciplined to the point where today, back in the day when if you played high school ball, right? And you dropped the football, you went offside, you know what I'm saying, you're undisciplined. Guess what a coach make you do? Run a lap. You know what I'm saying? And don't stop until I tell you to stop, until you learn to hold your water. You feel me? Hold your water. Stop stepping offside. Stop freaking flinching. All that stuff. Canadians, Canadian, in the Canadian League, you can move. You can motion. In the American League, you got to stay still, right? One flinch. Like, come on, fam. Like, I should give you two shots for that flinch. Two shots to the arm. So when I see this silliness, it bugs me. So guess what? McDermott today, anybody that that pulled a penalty in, in practice ran a lap. Yo, he's going back to the to elementary ways of getting to these boys because that's elementary mistakes. You grown-ass men. Yo, you cannot make these dumb-ass mistakes. 13 penalty, Dude, we had damn near 13, 12 penalties in the first half. 13 in the game. Unacceptable. Where is the focus? y'all? Y'all played that game like you started in the Bengals game. Just not there. Y'all need to wake up, man y'all need to wake up and wake up quick things. Honest to goodness, man. Man, uh listen, they just weren't ready to play. That's just what it comes down to. They just they were just I don't know if they're sitting on their laurels of like we won the division 3 times in a row. I don't know if they if they, you know what I'm saying? can I just I got to say. It. I got to say. It. And I'm 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 no disrespect, but I got to say.
0: It. say yes!
3: With my chest, man. I got to say, with my chest. Right? We got too many Hollywood cats on the squad, man. We got too many Hollywood cats on the squad. I need my guys to settle down and buckle down. Settle down and buckle down. My quarterback's on Madden. I love it. It's great for the city. It's great for, you know, Bill's fans. And you know what I'm saying? He's, he's dating. He's doing all this good stuff. Buckle down and let's get ready. Get these boys ready. I got a left tackle that's out there having a good old time. And I love Deion Dawkins. I love that cat. That dude is, he's that dude. I love it. But I need my man to buckle down and just get busy. Because the optics is out there. I'm just saying. Love my dude. I do. No disrespect whatsoever. But when you see the summer stuff and then you see the, the stuff on the on the field that's happening, it's like, you try to, as a fan, you're looking at it, you're like, this doesn't compute. This doesn't compute. I need everybody to buckle down, baby. We didn't win no Super Bowls. I don't see no Super Bowls in, in you know what I'm saying in on the shelf. I don't see no Super Bowls on the shelf. You see any Super Bowl Lombardi's on the shelf? I don't see any. It's empty. There should be four, at least one, but we got none. That's a bar right there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm just saying. So don't don't come after me. I'm not I'm not trying to hate. I'm just I'm putting out what I see. And if I'm seeing it, y'all are seeing it. I'm just saying. So, like, everybody, yo, McDermott, this is where you come in, the leader of men. Yo, dump your egos out the door or do whatever because right now we have been the hunted for a long time. We've been the hunted for a long time. Have we not? I can't say a long time. Let 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 me peel it back a little bit. Recently, we have been the hunted. We've won the division three times in a row. The division should have been ours, and it should have been ours for a long time. As soon as Tom Brady left, it should have been yo, the Bills got this for years to come. We've let the we've let the Jets have adjusted in a way for us to for them to take us to take us out. The Miami Dolphins been wanting to take us out. Yo, the, the target is on Buffalo, man. So the guys on the squad, y'all gotta know they're coming for your asses, man. We used to be, we used to be prey. We used to be prey. You know what I'm saying? Now you know they're the, they're targeting us, man. We're targeted. We we're now we're being hunted. We were always on the hunt. We were always on the hunt, trying to get some, trying to get some. We finally caught our prey. Now we now become what's on the target, and we sitting here bullet. We sitting here bull jiving. A lot of people want to talk about, and and I and I posted a clip of Harbaugh today, Coach Harbaugh from the Ravens, and people want to talk about. Preseason doesn't matter. No, it does matter. You know what I mean? I, I, I've, I fell into the trap of preseason doesn't matter. You know what? It does matter. It does matter. The only thing that doesn't matter is because there's no records. Records not being kept, so it doesn't matter in that regard. But it matters everywhere else. It matters everywhere else. Why? Because everybody's fighting for something, man. Everybody's fighting for something. Yo, smash that like if you appreciate what I'm saying right now. Smash that like if you with me. Hey, smash that I like, you know what I'm saying? If you've been following for a while and you know I get busy when I'm in my bag, I'm in my bag. Let's go. So talk to me now. Are we like are, are we are we on the same page here? Am I seeing this differently? I'm looking at the comments right now. <laughs> I just scanning real quick. Preseason freaking matters because you have you have receivers fighting for spots. You have you have battles right now that are happening. Like right now, the left guard position, it seems to be McDermott uh, uh, McGovern's. The right guard seems to be Osiris Torrance's. He seems to have it down pat. I think it's it's safe to say that Osiris Torrance has won this 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 battle. He started two games straight now, so check that off the list. This battle right here, it should be Kyrie Elam. Christian Benford has put his name in there. But Dane Jackson is the one that's running away with it, former seventh-round pick. And you don't tell make these preseasons matter. It does matter. These guys are battling for this. And we bring the freaking first team out, and the first team did absolutely nothing. Don't tell me that preseason doesn't matter. Don't tell me that doesn't matter. It does matter. Because when you looked at the first-team offense, and you saw absolutely nothing happen. I know it's not game planned. I know. Which makes it even worse because when it's not game planned, now it's just based on execution. I have to be better than you. I'm not scheming anything. We didn't game plan for you, but I got to run my route. I got to run my route to so crisp and so efficient that it doesn't matter what you bring in front of me. So priest isn't does matter. I just flipped the script on me. Because I used to say it doesn't matter. I used to follow the trend. Ah, it doesn't matter. It's all good. Man, they didn't put any points up. It don't matter. Yeah, we lost 21 nothing. Ah, it doesn't matter. No, it does matter. Because when I saw the first team go up there, I was like, who the F is this? What team is this? I don't remember this team. Didn't y'all feel that same way? Because that's exactly how I felt. I was like, oh, hell no. First team didn't do shit. Second team didn't do shit. <laughs> and I mean, it took, it took a couple penalties and a couple things to happen for us to put something on the board. And look at this mess. This mess right here. Golly. Here's the, here's the funny part. We put, we put this graph. Shout out to my man, Bobby. We put this graphic together. And the graphic for those that are listening on podcast.
0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today.
3: Form is Tyrell Dotson, Tyrell Bernard, and Balen Specter. We didn't think AJ Klein would be part of this freaking mix, but guess what? He is. And now there's, there's rumblings and there's talks that potentially he may have a shot to be the starting linebacker next to Milano. Good lordy. No disrespect to AJ Klein. He's a vet. He knows what McDermott wants. Come on, man. Come on, man. My man Jeff King says, yo, Rico, you bring up a valid point. All these guys have played Pee Wee, high school, and college ball. Those penalties should be gone by now. One penalty, two penalties, maybe. If a guy flinches, you know what I mean? Hold your water. You're the one that knows the count. Boys, is on three. It's on three. Ready? Go. The defense doesn't know. They're moving off the ball. Whatever they see, whenever that ball go, that's what happens. We jumping offline. We dropped outside. We holding because the guy's just beating us like a mule. Like, not great. Not great. Let me keep going. Can I keep going? You guys mind if I keep going? Because I'm, I'm on a roll right now. I don't mean, I didn't mean. And I'm, not, I'm not trying to poop on any players. But I'm just, I'm just venting. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just venting. I'm just venting. And shout out to my man, Dan Brown. What's up, Dan? Dan comes and says, yo, one nice part is that it looks like Torrance and McGovern held their own and will only get better. It's a step in the right direction. I do like that. I liked what I saw from McGovern. He had some moments. He's athletic. You he can see he's athletic. David Andrews, David Andrews, David Edwards. Doesn't look so bad himself. And there's a lot of depth pieces that I just don't know enough about. So now I got to go deep into the film room and look at it. Right. But golly, AJ Klein may get the start, folks. Listen, even Joe Miller's talking about it. He said, yo, AJ might get the start. And here's the crazy part. I think this is the crazy part where I would prefer for AJ Klein not to start, but I'm not mad at it. Because I know AJ Klein, when he's in game mode, he knows where to be, you know what I mean? What the coach wants. He's been in this system before. And when he's in the groove, he's in the groove. You saw what happened when he first joined the team. He was getting torched left, right, center. And then he just flipped the switch and just knew what he was doing. And he was one of our better defensive players on the squad. Was it just a couple years ago? He had five and a half sacks that year, for crying out loud. So now two years older, He's still in the mix to be the starting linebacker? (sighs) Ladies and gentlemen, Tyrell Dawson may not be the answer. I'm not saying he isn't the answer. He just may not be the answer, and it's just not looking like it. Terrell Bernard, the undersized, instinctual linebacker, is hurt. So he's not going to get any playing time until potentially week one. And then you got Dorian Williams that... All I've been seeing is him not afraid to get in the mix. He's middle linebacker. He's getting in on the the third, the goal line stops, and all that stuff. He looks instinctual. He's not afraid to put a little off behind his pads. But they don't they don't have any they don't have enough trust in him to put him next to Milano. I mean, what else do you want to see from the brother? I know we talk about oh, Big Derby needs to cut it out with not playing his rookies well. I mean, look. Osiris Torrance is doing his thing right now. Kincaid is doing his thing right now. But defense is your baby. Defense is your baby. Here's a question for y'all. Is Elam not the answer? Did we whiff on Elam? Is it, or is it too soon for us to, to, to bring that up in conversation? Because it's not like they're not giving him his opportunities. He's getting his opportunities. I guess Dane Jackson is just that much better. Are we? Are we? Are we? Are we on that? Is he that much better? It pains me to even say that. I don't know. And, I, I, and there's no hate. There's no hate on Dane Jackson. We like Dane Jackson when he came out. He was instinctual. He's where the ball needs to be. But, bro, we're going up against some dogs, man. We are going up against some dogs this year. And if, 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 and I'm, I didn't even get on Trey White. Trey White is, is Trey White. And there's no shade on that. It's just that there's some moments where Trey White may not be the Trey White that he was of old. We're yet to find out if he can get back to that. But we face the Jets with Garrett Wilson. And that is just absolutely just doing phenomenal over there. They got Corey Davis over there. That's still nice. Like they got some they got some ballers on that just team. Then you got to go against the Raiders. You got the Raiders week two. Devontae Adams is an absolute monster. Hunter Renfro is a route running machine. Then you're going up against Washington week three. They got two dynamic receivers. They got they got Dotson out there. They got two dynamic receivers out there, man. Yo, we need to get our acts together because the, you know, the receivers that we're going to be playing are nice like that. And then we got the Dolphins. Mediocre. can't We can't do mediocre. We can't do mediocre. Now, I don't want it to sound like I'm dooms and, doom and gloom. I'm not. It's just that they left a terrible taste in our mouth. Pause. When we played the Bengals. And the first team left a terrible taste in our mouth when they played the Steelers. So now... What you want as a fan, what you want us to be looking at? Like, how are we getting excited? Excited about what? Tell me what we're excited about. Maybe I'm being too harsh. Maybe I'm just being too harsh. Am I being too harsh? If I'm being too harsh, yo, just, <laughs> I don't know what emoji you can show me if I'm being too harsh. Thumbs up. If I'm being too harsh, give me a thumbs up. If I need to chill out, give me a thumbs down. I'll keep it simple. Maybe I'm being too harsh. Maybe I'm just, oh, chill out, man. Relax. Yo, relax, man. Yo, just tell me the racks. yo, F off. Maybe I'm tripping. Or maybe I'm onto something. You know what I'm saying? Yo, they need to get it together. Because what we've seen thus far doesn't tell me to prepare for week one. And I'm going to tell you right now. If the Jets come out, let me get close to this freaking mic. If the Jets come out, and they come out, and, um, and everybody's like, yo, you scared of the Jets? You scared of the Jets. It's not, a matter of, it's, a mat, it's not a matter of being scared of the Jets, first and foremost. It could have been freaking if you play the Chiefs for week one, if you play the Detroit Lions week one. It doesn't matter. It's week one. I hate going 0 1 in week one. I just can't. I don't like 0 1 in week one. 0 1, I just, I, listen, get me the win. I don't care if we win by 0. 0.5, it's not even possible, but get me the win. Anyway, the point I'm trying to make is this. We lose to the Jets week one. Let me secure my hat because there's no cap here. All right. We lose to the Jets. We won. You're going to hear the nastiness of Bill's Mafia. If you think Bill's Mafia is nasty now, (laughs) wait until week one. And if we don't play to what we're supposed to play to, because I'm not from Buffalo. I know you some a lot of y'all in this chat are from Buffalo. I think your radio station out there is WGR, WG, South Capaccio, and all them cats. I don't know who else works there. I think uh, uh who else worked there? Nate. Nate out there. They're going to be taking calls, left, right, center, of fans losing their ish. I'm selling my house. Yo, I can't stand this stuff. We got to win. We got to win. I'm not overreacting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not overreacting. I think, I think a lot of us may feel this way. And for those that are are saying, yo, chill out, man. It ain't that, it ain't that serious, bro. Yo, we, our window is open for a long time. Is it? I, obviously, it's always going to be open with Josh Allen. But right now, the window has a screen. You know what I'm saying? There's a screen. Before... When things were legit and everything, yo, that window was wide open. I could stick my head out there. And you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Hello, neighbor. I could do all that stuff. I can still say hello, neighbor, but I can't stick my head out there because the screen is right there. That's what it feels like. Dorothy? Dorothy, thank you, Dorothy. I appreciate it. Rico, you're 100% correct. I know a lot of people were trying to get on me on Twitter, but Twitter in a real place. (laughs) i love twitter because i just i say what i want and people get triggered by it so be it love it but listen in all this and the jokes aside let's put the jokes aside Ooh, hold on a second hold on a second my man jeff king said hey too soon not everyone is a sauce gardener listen not everyone is a sauce gardener you're right about that and if sauce gardener locks and i was telling pierre this today and pierre and bobby today i said fam that week one matchup." The confidence that I see that Sauce Gardner is, is 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 displaying on hard knocks and all that good stuff. He says, yo, give me Stephon Day's man-to-man, which I doubt he'll do because that's suicide. You don't want to do that. Stephon Day's is nasty, but they're going to probably roll over safety, exactly what they did last year to us. Now we're going to see what's going on, and that's why they're bringing, they, brought, they brought in Kincaid. Kincaid is going to have his hands full. So, Sean McDermott, I've said this before and I'm going to say it again. And I'm not, don't make it seem like, oh, Rico, you're just saying this now. Because if you guys have been listening to me for a long time, I've been saying this. I've been saying that he ain't on the hot seat, but the damn seat is in the room. He's looking at it because this is a big year because you've let go of Leslie Frazier. You've taken over as the play caller. It's on you now, baby. It's all on you. Ain't no uh, scapegoat. You know what I'm saying? They used they used Leslie Frazier as scapegoat. Now there is no there is no scapegoat. Now now it's you, my guy. What you got? He ain't on the He ain't on the hot seat. You're looking at a coach that is a very good coach. He's got 60 plus wins under his belt. He's a very damn good coach. Love I love McDermott, but the pressure's on McDermott. I don't give a damn what anybody tells me. The pressure is on, my friend. You ain't on the seat, but the seat's in the room. Somebody just came in and knocked on the door. McDermott's in there watching film. And then somebody, just some anonymous man, just slides the door, slides the chair into the room and shuts the door. And there's a note on the chair. What's the note say on the chair? <laughs> I'll leave that up to you guys. <laughs> but you read that note. Whatever that note said. <laughs> It's got him saying, oh, shit, let me get back on my, let me get back on there. Let me start watching the film and getting it, getting it down right. Okay, so Milano's over here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What's the note say? Yo, my man, Joseph Rutherford, said, yo, have a seat. Yo, you stupid. Yo, I don't think it says have a seat yet. It's not there yet. It's not there yet. It's not there yet. The note says, does the note say heads will roll? Who wrote it? That's what's up, man. I'm telling you, man. And I honestly, <laughs> Brian, <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Boy, better get in that. You better get in there, boy. Getting that click, get that clicker going, get that clicker going, and start figuring out how we're gonna get it. Now, it's not all doom and gloom. <laughs> somebody said, <laughs> Yo, somebody said he's just gonna have to clap. I don't know how many times he's gonna clap, man. Because you know what I mean? Clap too many times, that light goes off. You don't want that. You don't want that clap-on-clap-off business, man. And that boy be clapping. Anyway, let me get off of that. Let me get off of that. But in all seriousness, it is not all doom and gloom. Because we got some positive, we got some really positive spots on this Bills team. And there's things for us to be looking forward to. Kincaid is a very bright spot. Kincaid is a very bright spot on this team. And I think the... Kincaid coming onto the squad is going to open a lot of things up. And with Kincaid on the squad, not only is it going to open things up for Gabriel Davis, it's going to open things up for Stefan Diggs, but it's going to take time. It's going to take chemistry. It's going to take for them to start connecting. It might, it might be a game where it's the Kincaid game where It isn't, Stefan Diggs is not, is not involved. And Stefan Diggs, there's going to be a game where you are not involved. I don't want to hear a beat from you because not only are you a captain on this team, but they watching your ass because of all the antics that you pulled all off season. There are, they are absolutely watching you. So there will be a game where it is the Kincaid game. I don't know where it's going to come from, but there will be a game where he's, we're going to say he's arrived. He's that guy, but here's the blessing in all of this. When that game does arrive, it puts the whole league on notice. Now you got a really game plan. So once we get to that point, this is where you will see the digs and the Gabriel Davis and the James Cook. And that's when you'll see Ken Dorsey for coach of the year or he's going to be offensive coordinator or a head coach somewhere. You're going to start to hear those talks. But it all starts week one. It all starts week one. Although I feel that we will lose this game. I would love to be pleasantly surprised with a dub. I really would. I hate the NFL for making the bills go head to head with the Jets week one. F y'all. Y'all should have gave us like, you know what I'm saying? A team that, I we mean, get get the big dogs. A, a, just let, her, let us get our toes wet with a dub. You know what I mean? Against a, a formidable folk. You know what I mean? You could have gave us, you, you could have gave us what? Who? Who? who who's? Give us—I don't want to say the Falcons because the Falcons look pretty all right. I mean, you could have gave us the Patriots. I don't know. Even the Patriots, I think you're going to be all right. I got to watch my time here, folks. If you guys are enjoying this show, by the way, smash I like. Y'all could have gave us the Bears, and even the Bears. <laughs> I'm kind of like, all right, the Bears are doing something, man. But I listen, and I gotta—we gotta give credit to where credit is due, though. Let's be real. The Pittsburgh Steelers are not a joke. We went against a good damn team. We went against a good team in the freaking, <laughs> in, the, in the Pittsburgh Steelers. And let me keep it a buck here, right? The last time we played the Pittsburgh Steelers, if my memory serves me correct, we absolutely thrashed them. We, play, we played them like a fiddle. And you don't think that Mike Tomlin Coach Mike T, does I remember that? Oh, no, he remembers that. He remembers Gabe Davis going for 98 yards and a tutty. You know what I'm saying? And ripping that football away from Minka Fitzpatrick. Listen, he remembers all of that. So when he came in playing the Bills, like I said, preseason does matter. He came in and was like, no, 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 no. We, we got to repay these guys and we're going we're gonna to get after him. Here's my problem. Although I give them credit, and well-deserved credit, they ran the ball well. Clearly, they and I forget—I totally forgot—but they got they got Pickens, they got Deontay Johnson, and they got Allen Robinson. That's a nice, that's a nice trio right there. That's a nice trio right there. And in the first quarter, you damn right, Terrence—he did sun us. He sunned us nicely, man. But I'm gonna tell you something. The Pittsburgh Steelers are nothing to mess with. And freaking TJ Watt is a menace. That defense is legit. They're going to be good. They're going to be nice. It's just what it is. So we got to tip our hats to the Pittsburgh Steelers because they gave it to us. But I think that was humbling enough for everybody to realize, okay, season has done started. Now, okay, we... we we learned our lesson. We looked like a damn fool. We looked as ugly as possible. The team, the, the fan base is turning on us. Yo, they're to turn things around. Unfortunately, we ain't going to see shit in week three because week three is where guys that already solidified their spot will probably not be playing. We signed a several several guys to be bodies. We signed a freaking running back. We signed a, another undersized linebacker and Deshaun, I, f- I forgot his name. I don't want to disrespect him like that, but Deshaun White, I believe. Six feet, 218 pounds. Like, come on, son. Like, we, we don't already have enough undersized backs on the squad. You're going to bring another one on? But I get it. We don't have the cash flow to go and sign everybody. Right? I get that part. So, tip or cap to the Pittsburgh Steelers. But understand this, though. Pittsburgh Steelers. We were vulnerable. <laughs> we were vulnerable. You caught us with our pants down. And that won't happen again. So that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I gotta address the last the last elephant in the room. And I'm out of here. Because I got work, I got work tonight. The freaking O-line. I had to look away. I had to look away. Because when you looked at the O-line, none of it looked good. None of it looked good from left tackle to right tackle. We had some moments where Josh Allen was uncomfortable. Now, I'm not going to take blame away from Allen because there were moments where the pocket was clean and Allen decided to go Wyoming Allen and just bail on the pocket. So you went, you, it's a collective, collective, um, A collective humbling experience for the whole squad because even Allen was bailing on if you watch the game there was one specific play where Kincaid purposely jacks up his guy hardly releases him and hits the flat immediately I don't know if you guys remember this play and then when he chucks his guy away Deion Dawkins is there to, to receive and ride him out Deion Dawkins was late so which made the, the the defenders, I guess, beeline to Josh Allen much easier. So Josh had to kind of step up in the pocket and wanted to hit Gabe Davis on an outright, a deep out route. But you had Kincaid wide open real quick. But he didn't take it. So a, a lot of those things are not on just the O-line. It's a collective, man. But here's the deal. When you have Josh Allen uncomfortable and unsure if you're going to hold your water. He feels that he's got to do what Josh Allen does and get out of the pocket and do what he does. Fair. Make him comfortable. It is the O-line's job to make him comfortable. You got to gain his trust. Dion, you got it? Cool. Spencer, do I need to give you help? Tight end? Like, that's the thing, man. When you come in You come into the squad and you have an inexperienced lineman. You know what you do to the lineman? You give him help. You give him tight end help. So now, are we going to sit here in 12 personnel to give Spencer Brown help? We got to put freaking Kincaid on one side and you got to put freaking uh, Dawson Knox on the right-hand side to help out Spencer because he's a liability? Come on, man. I just, we can't do that. We got to be able to trust you. Uh oh, that feels good. I need to get that off my chest, folks. I was, it was, it was killing me for the last two days. This whole Dion, this whole, uh, excuse me, Stefan Diggs thing kind of threw me for a loop now because I it diverted my focus. I need to get back onto talking my shit and getting on with it. So here I am. So I, Osiris, Osiris Torrance, I love what he's doing. Give him a year or two. <clears throat> excuse me. Give him a year or two. He's gonna be he's gonna be something to mess with, man. I love what I'm seeing from him. Mitch Morse has only got a couple more years left, bro. He's only got a couple more years left in this game, bro. And then we gotta make a decision. How old is Mitch Morse? Mitch Morse is what, 31? Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, he's 31 years old. We got maybe a couple years, a couple more years until we gotta start looking at the youth. Deion Dawkins on the back end of his career. He's still he's still young. What is what's what's uh, Deion Dawkins? That's that's the name of the game, baby. He's 29 years of age. Deion Dawkins 29. Mitch Morse is 31. Spencer Brown, young buck. If he comes along, we could really work something. We need that. Osiris Torrance, young buck. We got it. McGovern is is, is a pretty young kid himself. So we, we, have some, we have a mixture on that line. Get it together, fellas. Get it together. Because we need that 27-year-old quarterback that's in his prime right now to light shit up and get us a damn Super Bowl. Because these windows are only open for so long, and we have a very good team right now. We got a couple guys getting along in the tooth, but we got a very good team. I'm still uncertain about this damn linebacker position, but guess what? I'm gonna tell you this. Cuts got to be made on Tuesday. What is it Tuesday? The f- what is uh? What's my what's my calendar? Cut day? Because remember, it used to be cut days. You know, what I mean? you had to get down to fifty. You had to get down to eighty. Then you got to get down to seventy-five. Now there is none of that. You got to get down to fifty-three on the certain cut date. And when is that? NFL cut date, August 29th. That's a Tuesday. It's perfect. I think, I think it's a Tuesday. So I'll see you guys Tuesday night. We're going to talk about who got cut and who's there and who's not. But yeah, man. We got to get down to it. 4 p.m. Everybody get down to 53 men. And that's when things are going to get busy because now people are going to start signing left, right, center because there are teams that are going to be cutting for cap casualty. There are teams that to be cutting guys that just – they didn't make it. They weren't good enough to make the squad. So look for McDermott, which is what he does. Bargain bin bean, bargain bin bean. Been looking at the Dollar Tree. Been looking everywhere. Now he's about to move on up. What's what's a brand that's higher than the the Dollar Tree, but still it's a low end store? Is it Walmart? <laughs> is Walmart the like Dollar Tree, Walmart, Target, or Target and Walmart same thing? How does that work over there? For us, I guess it, I think it'd be Walmart for us. Dollar General is dollar is dollar general better than dollar tree. I don't know, I don't know what it is in the states. So we went from dollar tree to dollar general. (laughs) We don't have no choice because we don't got no money. So we might have to even hit a Walgreens, (laughs) we might have to hit a a Walgreens or Publix. No, maybe Publix is a grocery store. My bad, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself for the Canadians. We got Dollarama, and Dollarama, there's no more dollar, there's no more dollar things over there. Those are like five dollars now. Now you're paying four dollars, five dollars for stuff. Shoot, people just you get nuts now, man. You got to change the name of your store. You can't call yourself Dollarama no more. Yo, Value Village though. These guys be upping their prices at Value Village, y'all. Y'all tripping? Value Village, I see y'all, man. I go in there, I see like twenty-five dollar pants. I'm like, what? <laughs> in what world? What are we doing here? Don't forget, I'm married to a girl that loves go through. She loves thrift shopping. She's a thrifter. I grew up in a house where My mom used to thrift her all the time, bro. Right with you, ma. <laughs> My wife is listening to me right now. She's like, that's right. She is a thrifter. So right now, we're going to have to go thrifting very shortly. We already did the Dollar Tree. We picked up the things that we needed at the Dollar Tree. Now it's Walgreens. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's those, it's those, you know what I mean, intermediate stores. But anyway, y'all catch what I'm saying. So once the cuts happen, we will somewhat try to see what's out there to fill our team. I really do think we're not done with the linebacker position. I think we might add, we might add someone at the linebacker position. I just don't think that we're we're there yet. Cornerback position, it is what it is. There's gonna be some interesting cuts, I'll tell you. When you look at that defensive front, somebody gotta go and it might be two or three trades are coming people you're gonna see it i already said it i already told y'all a trade is gonna happen on that defensive front it's either gonna be it's gonna be uh boogie Basham or aj epinesa one of those cats is getting traded or one of them is getting released one of the two if they both make it kudos to them it's gonna be tough So that being said, folks, buckle up. Buckle up. It's gonna be a fun, it's gonna be a fun season. It's gonna be a challenging season. There's gonna be moments where you want to pull your hair out, bro. If you got hair, pull them. It's gonna be moments where we are celebrating and we are gonna be at the top of the world. This season is gonna have us up and down. I just feel it. I just feel it. It's just what it is, man. It's just what it is. I can't wait to see what 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 pans out. This week three game. I know people want to talk about. Hold on a sec, folks. Hold on a second. Preseason doesn't count. I can tell you right now. Wait till you watch this game. And I'm unfortunately I'm going to be out of town. I'm going to be back in my hometown. I'm going back to Ottawa to go visit my mom's and my family and all that stuff. And so I won't be in. I won't be going post post live game and all that stuff. I'm not going to have the time to do that. I'm going to try to catch the, the game on my phone and stuff. I'm going to be busy doing stuff, but. You're going to see, we're going to see some standouts on week three of preseason. It's going to be fun. I, I can't wait to see what we bring because you're going to start seeing, oh, where did this player come from? Oh, where did this player come from? A little too late. But it's going to be nice because practice squad, you're going to get a lot of those guys, what, 15 guys, 16 guys on the practice squad? A lot of those are going to materialize from there. <laughs> you gotta go live from your mom's crib. No, no, no. I'm gonna be <laughs> I gotta be all over the place, man. I gotta now that I live out here, I gotta when I go there, I gotta devote my time. You know what I'm saying? To to the folks. And there goes my alarm. So there it is, folks. I hope you really enjoyed this show. I, I listen, I didn't know where the show was gonna go. I really didn't. But one thing I will tell you though is I appreciate y'all. Because y'all rock with you, you rock with your boy, you rock with the brand. And you rock with the content because that's what it comes down to, man. At the at the end of the day, people want to listen to good content. And I hope that we at Buffalo Fanatics bring you that good content. That's all, that's all that's all it is, man. At the end of the day, people want to be entertained. Right? Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm not watching shit. I don't want to be other uh, that, that don't entertain me. The minute I hear someone's voice, I don't like the person's voice, I'm out. Can't do it. <laughs> I'm harsh like that way. I'll be watching a YouTube video. I'm like, nah, this is this guy's like un- unboxing. I'm like when I look when I was I was in my thing with looking for like headphones, I needed the, the best headphones. And lately I've just been using these buds. How about, go figure, right? Look for these headphones. And I'm listening to this, this unboxing. And I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Done. I can't. His voice is killing me. Can't do it. <laughs> it's just what it is, man. It's terrible. Anyway, folks, enjoy yourself. I got to get out of here. I got to get to work. I got a couple more days and I got to hit my flight. So, folks, enjoy yourself. Listen, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Smash that like before you get out of here. If you guys appreciate the show, show the microphone. Click that little microphone and just go, there you go, there you go, there you go. I like what I saw today. And if there were clips of this show that you appreciated, don't, be, don't feel free. Feel free, man. Clip that, post it, tag me, and we'll go from there, folks. Y'all enjoy the rest of your night. It's your boy Rico we'll catch you guys on the flip side. And until next time, it's your boy. And I'm gone. Let's go. We'll catch you guys. And listen, my wife says, uh, don't hate on thrifters. I had to show you guys that She says thrift shopping is the best thing ever. And she's right. It's actually fun. I've been doing this since I was day one. So catch you guys. Peace.